Welcome to episode two of Bush's Board Game Thing, a weekly podcast about friends sitting around a table playing some board games and kind of chatting nonsense and shutting out the horror show that is the outside world. Uh, glad you can join us. I'm aided and abetted as ever by my partners in crime. We've got Brian over there. We've got Jess over there as well. Hiya. Hello, Jess. And we've got producer Ross uh, in the adjacent booth with his baseball cap waving at us. Do you know how many sugars Ross has in his cup of tea? I, I heard when you when you asked me for one of the cup of tea. How, how, Three sugars. Three sugar. Ross. Sometimes, Sometimes four. Sometimes four. That's outrageous. Does anyone ever make jokes about the spoon standing up? <laughs> he, he, um, he drinks his hot drinks like a painter and decorator, doesn't he? He really does. Uh, and before we move on, we need to, uh, just let you think, we need to address... Uh, Brian's amazing cardigan he's wearing for this recording. What well, is uh, yeah. beautiful, isn't it? Um, uh, yeah, it, beautiful, yeah. Can I just say to him? What is that? It's uh, M&S. I think it's from the Blue Harbour range. <laughs> Blue mm. Harbour. Premium. Um, but can I, just, can I just say how great it is when you get to a certain age in life of just, just letting go? Just you, you're saying anymore. you don't care? You just don't, don't care? Don't care. I have a wife. I've got two children. She's probably not going to leave me. Probably. That's not a good way to think <laughs> about things. She's locked in. We've got a mortgage together. She's trapped. She's trapped. She, could, she might leave. I'm not saying she won't. I'm just saying that it would be a, it'd just be a big hassle if she did. Yeah. So you just don't have to try anymore. I'm uh, not even what's wet. her view on the cardigan? Because you, you've got a kind of Bing Crosby look about you. I feel like um, it's the front cover for maybe an easy listening album called Brian Murphy's Moments yeah. or something. She's not mad about it, but it, at least it's a little bit of formality, whereas usually I just slob about in Crocs and shorts. So. Uh, tracky mm. bottoms ever at all as well? No. No. Jess, what's your view on a man in tracky bottoms? Oh, yeah, I love it. You like that? Yeah, I actually like it. That's they're, good. They're relaxed, maybe a bit chavvy. See, it sounds like you kind of like the look in men of, say, this kind of stuff that you would put the bins out in. So, oh, yeah. Tracky bottoms, frayed at the bottom, covered in a bit of paint. Uh, moccasins, just by the, you just wearing them by the toe, the heel's not oh. in properly. Absolutely. Nice what look. about a man who wears tracksuits out with shoes? Thoughts? <laughs> what kind of shoes? Are we talking trainers? No, 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 no. Well, no. <laughs> Trainers are trainers. No, shoes you mean shoes. shoe as in like posh shoes. shoes. Maybe not posh shoes, but like black, shiny, of normal kinda. shoes. Oh no, horrendous! I like, you know, I like do you know who used to do that? Who? Uh, Ricky Gervais. Really? Yeah. I used to work at. He used to work at a radio station. I used to. I was a very. I was a minion, but he used to come in during the week. Yeah. And he would wear Adidas tracksuits with, uh, <laughs> with smart with, shoes. With smart shoes. There is um. There's a weird jeans and shoe thing that you can get going on. Like, um, I'm a big Morrissey fan, and the last time we went to see Morrissey... More about his politics, not his music. <laughs> is that, is that more, yeah, more into his politics. <laughs> just love what he's got to say. Um, and he had... I was really enjoying the gig, and then my eyes just scanned down. This is at Wembley Arena. My eyes scanned down to his, his shoes, and he had shiny slip-on patent leather shoes with boot-cut jeans frayed at the back, but really baggy. And no. one of them chains... That, you know, skater kids yeah. have a chain no. into their wallet. So he so was he doing, doing what's commonly known as a Simon Cowell. He's got a cowl. Yeah, yeah, right, yeah, yeah. Right, right, Oh, Boot-cut jeans flapping around, like ripped jean action, flapping around the top of someone's shoe. Oh, Morrissey. It's a bad combination. Horrendous. We'll leave you with that mental thought. Uh, this podcast is powered by the lovely people at Zatu Games. I like to think that their website reflects the three of us fun, approachable, and the cheapest around. Uh, each week, we're looking at games group by theme. Episode one, we went back and honoured the classics. This time around, uh, we're exploring uh, board games based on movies and TV shows. Do movie tie-ins work with board games? Video games is a bit of a recipe for disaster, but what about the world of cardboard? We shall discuss, but to set things off and to set the scene, I thought I'd start with a question. Uh, and this is an interesting way of kind of like crystallising 
someone's kind of age or the era that they were born in. Uh, what was the first movie you remember seeing for a birthday party? So mine was, I can't remember the title. It, I think it was Rugrats in Paris. <laughs> Rugrats <laughs> the in Paris. Were you about like 18, 20? Shut up, no. <laughs> so birthday party, what would have been a Jess birthday party back in the day to go and see this movie then? What, trip to McDonald's first, bit of Quasar? Yeah, definitely. And in one of those like soft play things as well. And then McDonald's and then the cinema. I never knew Rugrats got made into a movie. I remember There it was, was two, I think. I think really? there was another one. I think maybe they went to... Tokyo, Brilliant. maybe. I absolutely adored it. I cried. Did you? I cried in the cinema. My dad took the mick out of me. It reminds me of Saturday mornings. I remember I remember the two main things oh, I remember yeah. on Saturday morning TV when I was a kid. Obviously sat there in some kind of terrible, uh, highly flammable 1970s dinosaur <laughs> pyjama set. Um, I remember the Muppet Babies was always on. Yeah. And then after that, it was Rugrats. Love the Rugrats. They were so good. Rugrats, a movie. Brian, what about you? First thing you saw for, for a birthday party when you were a kid? Your own birthday, that is. You're bringing back bad, bad memories now. So I went with my mate, Chris Brown. Not that Chris Brown. Brownie. <laughs> Chris Brown. Yeah. Brownie. Chris. Yes. Chris Brown. The Brownmeister General. Yep. Uh, to, we wanted to go and see, I think it was Wayne's World. Right. At the Enfield Town uh, ABC, I think it was. Can I just say at this point, as you're describing this party, obviously Jess went with a load of people... When I get to my one, I'll tell you about. I went to a, with like you just had one mate with your birthday party. Yeah, is that right? it's a weird thing. The Murphy family doesn't really even, doesn't really believe in parties. Yeah, and it's sort of come down to me. I think the last birthday party I had was when I was like five or something. But I vaguely remember very the party. Like, harsh. And it, and it does inform my view of birthdays. I think birthdays are for babies. Literally, <laughs> when people go, oh, I'm having a party. I just think you should, the last party you should ever have is after is age twelve. After that, you shouldn't have birthday parties. It's un- unbelievable. It's it's, birthdays are for children. Right, so you and Chris Brown went to go and watch a film. Me and Chris Brown went to watch a film. <laughs> and this is so tragic. <laughs> I think it was Wayne's World, or it might have been something like Batman Returns. One of those films that you want to see. Right. Circa 91, 92. Your classic early 90s. And it was sold out. So we were like, <laughs> well, we're here now. We might as well watch something. And I remember, I think the film was called... <laughs> Straight Talk, starring Dolly Parton. What? <laughs> right. What was it about? So Dolly was a... And this is the, we were, so 92, I would have been like 12, 13. So this is you and Chris Brown watching this. Chris Brown. Yeah. And, and I remember 12s had just come in. And I remember it being a 12 and we just got in. Mm. Uh, but first 12 film, by the way, anybody? Uh, oh, oh. No idea. No, I do know this. Ba- Batman. Batman. Really? Yeah, the yeah. Michael Keaton Batman? Because it was a bit dark and a bit edgy and they wanted to get loads of kids in so they just invented a 12 certificate for it. Anyway, I digress. Yeah, you and Chris Brown watching Dolly Parton movie. Couldn't, couldn't <laughs> get into Wayne's World or Batman Forever or whatever. So like, what else is on starting soon? We had to wait around like 20 minutes and it was Straight Talk starring Dolly Parton and the premise of the film was this. She was a no-nonsense, you know, good time gal from, the, gal. Com- from the country yep. and she goes into the big city to get a job because she's poor and she wanders into the offices, and they think she's an uh, agony aunt. Right. Ah. It's like, you remember that guy, Goma guy, that went on BBC News? Oh, yeah, yeah, he yeah just yeah. kind of didn't know what was oh, the driver. Yeah. Like that. <laughs> he was like... Like well, that, and they rush her on, and she starts giving that advice, but guess what? Her old-time, folksy, good-time advice actually works. You should have said, becomes... spoiler alert, ahead of this. <laughs> In case you're going to watch it tonight. I actually think I'm going to watch this. It does sound pretty good. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and I just remember thinking, why, why are we watching this? This is, yeah... There you go. That's this my this makes story. me going to watch uh, Labyrinth with, with my friends oh. for my birthday seem incredibly cool compared to you. Yeah, yeah. No, no, I wasn't Good. a cool kid. Bit of Bowie. I'm scared of going back and watching that film 
encased is terrible. You know these great films when yeah. you were a kid you think, oh, they're brilliant, yeah. and you go back and watch it and you think, oh, no, it wasn't that good. And then just as a little end to the story, on the way back we had to get the, I believe it was, stop me if this is too much detail, the 231 bus back home. Yeah. And some kids from Kingsmead School, which is a very rough school at the time, uh, they uh, they beat us up and spat on my back. <laughs> This so, is awful. Brian, yeah, honestly. I just, I just feel, actually, can I take a minute? Yeah, fine, mate. It's yeah. all coming to the surface It's unbelievable. Oh. Your childhood does sound quite scary. Yeah. I mean, yeah. the, eight, the fine, stuff in fine. the 80s on the school bus with the card games. It's, it's the, fine, it's the fine. The all-boys school, I've, I mean... I've said it once to say again. Your childhood, your upbringing is like, this is England. Yeah. It's just like people <laughs> spitting on you and, and skinheads oh. kicking you in in subways and stuff yeah. like that. I don't mean the restaurant, I mean the, the underpass. Yeah. It, me. That may have happened as well. That may have happened it as well. It does make a lot of sense, though, who you are. Yeah. Right, let's just move on, guys. I, I think you should get to know Brian on a weekly basis on this podcast. This will this, all fall into, fall into place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bush's board game thing. So, look, we, we met up and we did some, um, did some research. We played a movie board game at the Amazing Drafts Board Game Cafe in central London. A big thank you to them for, for hosting mm. us for the evening. Uh, and we played the board game version of Jaws. Which was, I'm going to have to say, kick things off. It was absolutely amazing. It was a million times, but I was thinking, how on earth are they going to make that yeah. classic, is it 70s movie, Jaws? 1975. 75, the year of my birth. There you really? go. So how are they going to make that into a board game? And it was was great. I, I mean, yeah. we loved it, didn't we? Yeah. Well, when we first got the box and we opened it, I was a bit like, how is this going to be good? And I yeah. saw the board and I saw the instructions, but actually we had such a good time. So whilst we were, whilst we were having a couple of beers and playing uh, Jaws the board game, uh, Brian and Jess uh, recorded some of our, our frolics. Here we are, have a listen. We're playing Jaws. We've reached an amazing moment in the game where Jess and I are playing as the crew, which is Quint, Brody, and Hooper. Brian, of course, is the shark because he's just—that's just the kind of guy he yeah, is. So it's, it's three three humans uh, pillaging the sea against a noble beast that isn't no, no, intelligent, no. Um, hasn't got opposable thumbs, hasn't got any arms. I'm just going about my business. Yeah, I may be eating some swimmers now and again but only because they're getting in my way and they shouldn't be swimming in the sea because it's my domain. So, so I don't the, know why you're trying to kill me. Yeah, but you need to personalise the swimmers. The, the swimmers you've eaten so far, you've eaten the school trip. Steve and Miranda, yeah. uh, Smith. Mm-hmm. Uh, a couple on, on their, their first wedding anniversary. You've from eaten Black, them. From Blackpool, from yeah. From Blackpool, yeah. 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 Well, I don't eat kids. Is that, is that your that's line my, in the sense? Yeah, that's my line in the sense. Okay. Jess has done a brilliant bit of psychology to trap Brian, just yeah. to explain. I've got him. I basically guessed where he was and cornered him, and he was being all smug at the start, like, I don't have to tell you what's going on. Yeah, because I'm a shark, I can't speak. And then I got him, and we've cornered him. It's looking good for me and Bush. He, he's cornered, Brian the shark is cornered in West Beach. Watch this space. So, guys, as we approach the end of Act One, I just want to say, you know, it's not your fault. I'm a shark, I'm devious by nature, I'm very clever. Here we go, two swimmers taken off the board, and now that moves me up to nine, which means I win Act One. Thank you very much. Oh. Oh. We did all right. We caught him a couple of times. I felt like we had him properly cornered, yeah, but now he's sort of snuck out. They call me the ghost of the North Atlantic. No, you're, not the, you're not the ghost of the North Atlantic. Ridiculous. I'm not referring to you as the ghost of the North Atlantic. It's ridiculous. I won the game. Well so... done, you won the Jaws yeah, game. Well done, well done. I feel like you were putting us off there. You were, you were, there was weird stuff going on where you were psychologically putting Jess well, off. This is the thing. So. I've had bad experiences in the past with um, movie tie-in board games. I had Raiders of the Lost Ark when I was a kid. And right. I, you know when you think Raiders of the Lost Ark, 
some board games in the old days used to be a bit like, do you remember computer games, like for the Amstrad or whatever? Yeah, and yeah. have these amazing artwork on the front and you'd be like, oh my God, yeah. this looks amazing. And then you get into it, it's rubbish. <laughs> Same with Raiders of the Lost Ark. It had you know, indie on the front, had all the locations and stuff. Get down to it. It's just a terrible sort of like bog standard board game with, they even use like generic like pieces yeah, so you don't have like indie or any of the characters. On well, it. this is the direct opposite with Jaws. There was a yeah. brilliant shark piece there, yeah, wooden was, shark piece. It was fantastic. We had little mm. boats. Jess and I were chasing Brian around. We had our own little boat each, didn't yeah. we? Yeah. It was really, really good and fun. The thing I loved the most about it is there was that psychological element. So you never knew. You don't you, in the game. You never know where the shark is. Yeah, unless obviously you catch it. And so I was just, uh, I was just like moving around, doing my thing, bobbing around. Yeah, and I was playing mind games with you all. There was what my favourite bit was. <laughs> When you were all talking about where I was, and I just didn't move during that round. You just stayed put, didn't you? Where I was. I really enjoyed trying to throw barrels at you though during yeah, the course. That's the best bit. Yeah. If you're if you're one of the people trying to catch the uh, the shark, just throwing barrels at him. I'd like to do that. Meet up in a pub car park and just give that a go. Uh, but Jess, there was one thing that he was doing that was properly winding you up. Well, he was doing it literally the whole evening. His feet were all the way onto my side. So, like, every time I, like, move my foot one tiny bit, I'm down there and his, like, massive, stupid well, feet know, are there. What? It's like when you're in the sea, isn't it? Oh, and don't you're worried about that. the shark. and like, what's that? Psychology. No. If you, if you follow us on Instagram, at Board Game Thing, have a little look. I took a photo under the table with everyone's permission. <laughs> there's a few wrestlers I can't go into anymore and Brian's feet are way over I don't know if there's a, you know if you listen to this right now and you have a regular gaming group I don't know if there's little things that people do uh, that wind you up uh, but the feet the feet thing people who stretch their feet out it's yeah. just it's just beyond the pale isn't it do you know what I mean Brian's entire intimidating aspect of being a shark was ruined by the fact that uh, during the course of the evening and we want to apologise to the staff working at drafts that evening you spilled not one but two pints of lager all over the table and us yep. yes yeah, admittedly, but I was in shark mode, and sharks don't have opposable thumbs. I was always arms, so oh, I was, you know, I was a bit flippers. Have you ever seen anyone spill two pints in one evening? No, I, I've never seen that before. I've seen someone spill a pint, and be, oh my god, I'm so sorry. Let me get you another one. He he spilled a pint, did that to go and get some kitchen roll from the staff, cleaned it all up. Then did the exactly same thing again. Yeah. Never seen anything like it. And he nearly keep, did keep it again. Toes. Keep him on their toes. You nearly did it again as well when you like li- literally flicked and we were like, oh, we might do there it again. Goes. And then he did it again. Also, one thing, he wasn't even drunk. We'd love to hear from you on our Instagram at Board Game Thing. Uh, a couple of people just getting back in. Maybe this will make you feel a little bit better in terms of the most embarrassing thing that's happened to them in a pub. Kelly says, 20 years ago, pub on the Strand in London fell top to bottom. <laughs> Top to bottom down the stairs. <laughs> Twelve steps that led to the toilets in front of dozens of drinkers. <laughs> she okay? She might need to do the 12 steps now. <laughs> and then uh, Gemma says, I had some paracetamol in my handbag uh, and due to uh, queue three hours later and the police came in and the search dog sat by my handbag. I was the only one searched, had my name taken down and I was mortified. Oh... And Alex says, I went to break up a fight and left a lager pump on as I was the barman, flooding the drip trays, glass shelves and a bit of the floor and cost the bar about £50 in spillage. Oh, God. 50 so, quid in spillage. £50. So you knocking over two pints. Actually, in London prices, it's probably not that far off, yeah. to be honest with you. Yeah, yeah. That's it. So we're asking the question as well on uh, Instagram at the moment. Uh, and this is, this is something we want to discuss are there any TV shows or movies that would make good board games? Because we've proved that Jaws can do it. Yeah. I was, I was, uh, I was a doubter, thinking it's not yeah, going to work, but it did. Is there any, uh, yeah, TV shows or movies that would make great board games that haven't been made yet? 
Not quite sure about this one. A little bit disturbing from Dan S, the human centipede, oh, which, Dan. by the way, I haven't seen. I haven't seen but it. But I know <laughs> all. I've seen pictures. I mean, horrendous. Well, if you haven't seen it, you need to come to me because I've seen not one, but two human centipede films. What, there's more than one? Yeah, I think it's three. How does that film like do that what it says does, does what it says on the tin I mean, and then they really, go Let's, it, we need to make another one of these it really does do what it says on the tin uh, I'm interested as to how the mechanics of that game would work if it's um, player participation count me right out but yeah. if there's wooden little wooden meeples then I don't know maybe it's worth a go right this one's from Darren Riley I actually quite like this one Postman Pat perfect pick up and deliver material that could be yeah. quite a nice little game to play maybe Postman Pat's walking down the street and another cat comes out and you have to like go around stuff like that Jess maybe someone him. yeah maybe someone <laughs> yes. oh, I was talking about me no not you <laughs> Pat's cat. <laughs> I actually used to go out with a guy called Pat, so it used to be Pat and Jess. That is. A... <laughs> people when we used to walk into his, people used to play the Bose and Pat theme. It's hilarious. Sorry, anyway, I digress. That's amazing. I, I don't think I've ever known anyone called Pat. That's yeah. such a great name. <laughs> Can I just ask how old was he? He's my age. We were eighteen. Sixty-five. <laughs> Patrick. Patrick. He was called Pat, and he was eighteen. <laughs> Yeah, well, his name is Patrick. I refuse to believe anyone born after 1962 <laughs> is called Pat. Oh, I love that. And I would, I would urge as well the Postman Pat game. Just do the, the straight up Postman Pat. Not this. I don't know if you've ever seen special delivery service. SDS. Yeah, They've yeah. ruined. It sounds like a, some kind of thing you get treated at a walk-in centre, yeah. doesn't it? SDS. No wonder the post office is going under. He's got, it's he's got a helicopter, speedboat. The amount of money they've spent on the thing. How's he delivering the speedboat? They're landlocked in Sunnyvale, <laughs> wherever the hell it is they live. Sunnyvale. Yeah, sorry. Is that what it is? Yeah, yeah, yeah I think so. so. You know, it's Pat and Jess. Pat and Jess, of course. <laughs> Um, this one from Janek, Coronation Street versus EastEnders. Coronation Street versus EastEnders. You could have a lot of fun with um, with old school characters like Peggy yeah. and Phil. She's like, yeah, my pub. And yeah, then you've my got, pub. Yeah, I think there's some really cool stuff you could do with that. You've, also, you've got lots of different areas. Um, Albert Square. Nice. The Factory. And then the other pub in Corrie. What's it called? The Something Head. Nags Head? No! <laughs> Rover's King, Return? No, Rover's Return. Isn't the Rover's Return the, the pub yeah, in Coronation Street? Rover's Return. Oh, is it? Well, that you could have that. So you have lots of different areas and lots of different things. So I, I think that could be good. I, I'm up for that. Actually, Natalie on Twitter's got in touch. Uh, she also says EastEnders. You have to go around the board uh, to the seasons of the year and the aim is to get to Christmas without dying. <gasps> <gasps> That's brilliant. And then like, there'd be cards where you get played. There'd be setback cards, like uh, getting chucked out of the Vic losing your wash in the laundrette, disturbing the ghost of Dirty Den, etc, etc. And then she says the end of the game should be that you get to find that Arthur has stolen the Christmas money. I like it. But she says, show it, hashtag show my age. At the moment, there's a thing that's going on in EastEnders where um, it's, it's almost like, see how many people you can get in hospital or prison. So you know, they've got the grey jumper with the high-vis sash. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. If, if your family can get 15 people in prison or hospital at one time, you've won the game. What about yeah, that? Yeah, I like that. There's another one as well. Babe in the city. You have to get from the farm to the city, but there are hazards on the way. Avoid the butcher's market and snack wagon. Get back to enter the sheep herding competition. That's from Jude. I like that. I like it's an animal-themed board game, which is yeah, an amazing yeah, yeah, yeah. thing. I quite like that. Uh, any suggestions, comments or whatever, we could end up creating the, the next big thing, uh, a board game based on a movie or TV show, get in touch with us at Board Game Thing. Just to look around very quickly to some of the other uh, movie or TV show board games that are out there. If you're thinking, I like the idea of Jaws, what else is out there? So there's a very, very good game out at the moment uh, based on Top Gun, uh, which has got, uh, obviously you can be Goose and Maverick in it. I think they're about to make a new Top Gun as well, aren't they? Do you know, I've actually never seen Top Gun. I'm really, really, really sorry. Yes. I'm really sorry, but I've just never seen Top Gun. I know that it's, um, what's his face? 
Yeah. What's, What's his blooming name? Short man. Short man. Yeah. Tom Cruise. Tom, Tom Cruise. Cruise. And yeah. that's all I know. Is he a pilot? He is a pilot, but that... not not for like EasyJet or something no. like that. <laughs> That's it. all I know. And it's I know Berlin. Cream. Berlin, take my breath away. And that is literally all Imagine I know. that. that imagine if it was... Imagine Top Gun is Tom Cruise, but as just like quite a tubby airline pilot, <laughs> eating a croissant whilst he's giving people an update on... We'll be able to get uh, pushed away and get going pretty soon, I think, from French air traffic control. Is that five marriages? Firefly is another TV oh. show board game that's huge. Now, I don't know a lot about this. I watched the TV series. Was it? Was it like one series? It was just a. It was a. It's a cancelled sci-fi TV series oh. about these space traders. Yeah, well, it's it's reached sort of legendary states because it had, I think, either one or two series. Yeah, it was cancelled abruptly, but it had a huge fan base, and then it was had such a big fan base they actually made a movie, Serenity. Is that Firefly? That's that's Firefly. It's the film version of Firefly. Well, I didn't know that. Um, and there's been talk over the years of trying to bring it back. Because the, the, the two big sci-fi kind of uh, weird curveball hits at the moment in the world of board gaming, there's one called The Expanse, which is based on a sci-fi series which is still going, and it's supposed to be very, very good. Mm. And then obviously Firefly, where you can kind of... It's very cool. It's like sandbox game where you can fly around and do your own missions, and there's hundreds and hundreds of expansions for this thing. So you need like the biggest table in the world, but it's supposed to be very good. Battlestar Galactica is mm. supposed to be a brilliant uh, board game, but out of print at the moment. One of those weird ones where it's like going for like hundreds of pounds because you can't get it anymore. Uh. But it's like uh, got a traitor mechanic in it so uh, a little bit like Brian swimming around being the shark and we've got to try and trap him in Battlestar Galactica one of you is working with the uh, is it the the Zylons the Cylons who are the baddies in Battlestar Galactica the Cylons yes uh, see, one of you is like working for them or whatever. That's my potted history of that. Also, other other things very quickly. Big Trouble in Little China, very good board game. Oh, really? Version of that, which Have is supposed you to be. It? I've played it. It's excellent. My eldest daughter Erin absolutely loves playing that. Loads of very cool bits and it's very thematic. Can you play as Jack Burton in it? You can. You all the main characters of Big Trouble in Little China, and it's such a good board game. And like I say, I, I love I love the fact that I managed to introduce my oldest daughter into it because I always trying to get her to watch films from when I was a kid. Um, that we ended up watching the movie. And the weird thing is, and I don't know if anyone else who's got kids around the same age, uh, you try and get kids to watch films from when you were a kid and you forget how scary. There was like oh, a different yeah. concept oh, of like yeah. what was all right or not. Because mm. you, you even look back at Darth Vader back in the day with Star Wars. Yeah. He's terrifying. Yeah. You're like six or seven years old watching that. But for us, yeah. like, you go to the cinema and watch it. I watched Star Wars with the kids recently. Yeah. And, uh, but what do you mean here now? So, because I have basically said that the prequels don't exist. Oh, yeah. No, I've eradicated yeah, them absolutely, from. Absolutely. Yeah, Jar Jar Binks actually, can do one. They're still better than the recent ones. So, yeah. So, which are you just going to go for the main three? Just the main three. And just, right. end, just end it there. Should have ended it there. Should have ended it there. Um, but, yeah, so I was like, oh, yeah, it can't be that bad. It's, it's a you, I believe. There's a bit where um, C3PO is wandering around in the background, just burning bodies. <laughs> Really? Have you seen that bit? They're He's talking. chucking them on a fire. He's yeah, chucking yeah. dead yeah. bodies yeah. on a fire. It's a bit dark. You've watched, you've watched Star Wars. I've you? seen Star Wars. I've seen the first one, as in the one that was released in the seventies. But do you know why it was a you? It's because there's no blood in it. Uh, blood, it yeah, blood. So if you look at all the a lot of the Marvel films, like Guardians of the Galaxy and stuff, I might be wrong on this. Um, <laughs> Just go for it. Because there's, there's, there's no blood. They have lower ratings. It's blood that pops ratings up. So that's why. But, yes, have seen Star Wars. Absolutely adore C-3PO. My, my uh, eldest daughter is obsessed with... What the hell's The Mandalorian? Is it? It's on Disney+. Plus. What it's is that? It's a spin-off of... Um, it's not Bob, um, he's not Boba Fett, but it's a Boba Fett person. It's a person from Boba Fett land. Was Boba it Bo Fett the world. prequel for Boba Fett? Just like uh, it. He was uh, like a contractor for a bit or something <laughs> like that. 
But like, she keeps going on about cute baby Yoda, and I'm like, we're talking about oh, Yoda's yeah. like an alpha. The, the main premise of the of, of it's episodic, but the main premise of the Mandalorian, he's he's somehow got hold of a baby Yoda, and he's just wandering around the galaxy. Yeah, the baby Yoda is so cute. She's obsessed with baby Yoda. There are a load of great Star Wars board games out there, and we'll get to them in our episode about sci-fi. Just a couple of other quick uh, movie-based board games that are, uh, are out there you can check out on the Zatu website, worth having a look at. Back to the Future, Dice Through Time. Mm-hmm. Who doesn't love Back to the Future? You've got to mm-hmm. save the DeLorean, or whatever, via the power of rolling dice. It's a fantastic game. It's on Zatu's website at the moment. And if you like the movie Alien, do you ever watch Alien? No. Just back in the day in no. the 70s, proper scary old film with Sigourney Weaver. There's no actual, there's an Alien role-playing game out at the moment where one of you is like, tells the story and everyone joins in. Well, I oh. a suit or anything at all. You, you don't have. You can wear a suit if you want. Fine. That's out there. It's supposed to be very good. But also, there's a board game called Life Form, which is kind of based on that. And you've got a you play as the crew, and then one of you, but like Brian being the shark. Oh, could you imagine if Brian was the alien? It would be absolute hell on earth. He could be the alien, and he basically has got to try and track you down. He's a sensor mm. blip on your sensor. You've got to try and get the bits together to repair the emergency escape ship. Hmm. There's a ship's cat on it as well, just Aww. in an homage to the. Can you play the cat. Uh, you can be if you if your character dies, you then become the cat for a bit, which is fantastic. That's Life Form uh, by Mark Chaplin and uh, Hall or Nothing Games. Check that one out; it's absolutely fantastic. Uh, and finally, sorry, I forgot to mention this one: Die Hard, the Nakatomi Heist I've board game. I've heard about this, and I really want to play it because it, it's a great movie. Die Hard is a fantastic movie. And are you just wandering around the office block trying to avoid people? Yeah, so one of you plays John McClane and then the rest of you play uh, the baddies and you just run around the hotel just trying to... Do you get to say yippee-ki-yay? Yeah, exactly, yeah, I'm sure. So, Jess, do you remember back in the day? I love this. Maybe it could be a side feature of this podcast where we explain things that used to happen to Jess. Yeah, go on. Yeah, yeah, back back in the day. In the old days, they used to have to um, do TV edits of movies because they used to want to show them bits of them before the watershed. So because Die Hard, for instance, has loads of swearing in it, Mm. they would dub... Words rather than just bleep it, they would dub words over it. So I think. Oh my god! Yippee ki yay, mother. Mother <laughs> became yippee ki yay, melon farmer. Melon farmer. <laughs> there was a lot of melon farmer. Was was the thing just dubbed over? It's really Why bad. Why didn't they just bleep so it? There's a whole generation of kids going around the playground going, "You melon farmer, you, <laughs> you big melon, melon farmer. farmer." But just as an aside, <laughs> they, they do this at the moment a lot on Netflix, where um, there's a, there's a brilliant um, Netflix sci-fi-ish series called Dark. Have mm. you seen that? And um, it's German, but you can when you start watching it by default, it's got English it's dubbed over the top. Same with Money Heist. Yeah, and the, but you can you have to go into the system and turn that off yeah. just to have subtitles. Yeah. Why would anyone want dubbing? The dubbing's the worst thing on this planet, well, if, isn't if it? If you're lazy and you want to yeah. look at your phone while you're watching it, some of my friends are really lazy and want dubbing, whereas I like to read subtitles. Me too. Because from Money Heist, I've picked up some Spanish words. They're all swear words, so I'm not going to say any of them. <laughs> Putra but, madre, but... <laughs> melon of <farmer> resource. <laughs> Cayete. Cayete. Shut up. Shut up. But yeah, I, th- I think it's good. But anyway, well, I, digress. I digress. Sorry. This whole podcast is one big digression, <laughs> Jess, and that's why we love it. Let's mix things up a little bit and have this week's Brian's Amazing Board Gaming Fact. Brian's Board Game Fact of the Week. You wowed us last week with an amazing thing about, uh, uh, what was that word, game? Uh, boggle. 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 Uh, you're back with another one. This one is... Absolutely spectacular. Can I just check you're both strapped in? <laughs> yep, hold on. Yep. Lovely. Okay, here we go. Right, Game of Life. You familiar with the Game of Life? It was a staple of board games when you were a kid. Yes. Vaguely. Did remember, you, there's... Any a... of you used to play it? I used to go around in a car yep. with pegs that yep. represented your children, yep. and you had to... Um, was it like... 
uh, give up, not see your friends anymore, and be a slave to a mortgage. Is that what it was? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just uh, settle down. Set, not settle set, down. Just, just settle. 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 Uh, yeah, and yep. just slowly die inside. Yes. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Game of life, yeah, game yeah. of life. How long do you think the game of life's been around for? <sighs> I don't know. Go on, Jess, have a guess. Ten, I, ten years? Fifteen years? I'm going to start. 1860. What? No. The story That's of the game of life is amazing. 1860. So you've heard of NBA. No, because there was a car. How did they have a car well, in they've, 18... obvi- they've obviously updated it since then. Oh, yeah, it was a, a wagon point. back in those days. Um, and originally, right, there was bits in uh, the game of life where you would go into poverty, <gasps> oppression, and suicide. There were suicide bits in it. You, you are you joking. Yeah, yeah. And I'll tell you why, because it's an oldie-timey game. You know MB Games? Milton Bradley Games? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. There was a guy back in the Civil War era, right? And As in English Civil War or American? No, sorry, the American Civil War. Right. So in the 18, 1850s and 1860s. And do you know why he started doing board games? This is amazing. Right, he sunk all his money into like a lithograph machine, which is like an old sort of printing press that you could do like uh, pamphlets and leaflets from, right? Right. And he um, he spent all his money on like uh, 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 like a brass print of Abraham Lincoln, yeah, yeah, hmm. right. And he was going to sell like prints of Abraham, like pictures of Abraham Lincoln, right. right? Then Abraham Lincoln grew a beard, you know that famous beard. <gasps> so all these things that he has, right? He spent all his money on all his money. free beard, no. Abraham Lincoln uh, like paraphernalia. One day, I've spent all the I've spent all the savings, guys. What have we spent on? I'm going to print off portraits of Abraham Lincoln. I'm going to make this is going to be this is going to be it. This yeah. is going to make me. And then cut to Abraham Lincoln thinking, I'm going to do, I'm going to grow an Abraham Lincoln beard because that is the Abraham Lincoln beard, isn't it? The beard with no moustache. So so then he was ruined. Absolutely ruined. So he was like, oh, I don't know what I'll do. I'll just make... And then he made up the game of life. And it was all based on the fact that he was broke and, like, the trials and tribulations of life as you go wow. through it. Oh. And he printed off... It was like originally like a sort of... Like a card game, more more like anything else. Yeah. And it got really, really popular with Civil War soldiers. They would sit there and just play this game during lulls in the fighting. And it became a huge, huge hit. And that's how the base, that's how Milton Bradley game started. And if you want to play the game of life, which Jess and I had no idea that was that was made back in the 1800s, mm. uh, it's available to buy right now on Zatty's website. And it's called The Game of Life. It's a classic. And there's a little red sports car they're driving around, which I presume back in the 1800s they'd have been. They wouldn't have had. Wouldn't right. have had that. They'd been flogging themselves, walking behind some form of a, a trike or One something. Last part to this amazing story which i think you'll all agree absolutely is that you know it has a spinner yeah yeah yeah. the bit in the middle of the board yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. got a spinner do you know why no because milton bradley he didn't like gambling and he associated dice with gambling so that's why he had a spinner on it one word for milton bradley roulette yeah i was just thinking that's that's a good point that's a good point so dig him up and tell him he got it he got it wrong about abe's beard he got it wrong about gambling milton bradley folks deserved everything he got (laughs) no i feel sorry for him i think he's great so, so what do we think then? We've we've heard what some of our podcast listeners think about, um, you know, TV shows or, or movies that make great board games. Have you got anything in mind that you think could be the next big hit that's previously never been made? Um, so I was thinking this might be a bit of a weird one. I'm not hundred percent sure on how it's going to work. Yeah. What about the butterfly effect? So you come in and it's wow. like okay. and it's like different things cause different outcomes. Kind of like an adventure game, you know, like they did on Black Mirror, like an adventure game. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. you like walk in and you pick up a stick and then at the end of the game it'll be like, Oh no, your foot fell off because you picked up the stick. 
Do you see what I mean? Is, is this a TV show or, or a movie that we can watch as source material? You're joking. You've never seen The Butterfly Effect. Ashton Kutcher. Have you not seen The Butterfly no, Effect? No, I've never seen The Butterfly Effect. Yeah, so it's about one action you make one day will affect your life drastically somewhere down the road. And it could be tiny little things like, for instance, taking a puff of a cigarette could then lead to something else, There's something huge in your life. For example, right, um, I covered a radio show because the, the main host of the show wasn't very well which meant Brian and I had to fly out to Dublin to do a show from the Guinness Storehouse. Is that what it's called? Nice. And I met my now fiancé on (gasps) on the plane because she was actually organising it. But if the the other host had been uh, well and, and hadn't taken the day off... He would have married her. Well, well, no, I never oh, thought sorry, about sorry, it like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Except that's exactly it. And you wouldn't have your beautiful babies and your beautiful fiancé. Exactly. There you go. Butterfly effect. So I think that would make a good board game. So maybe you get a card and it would be like, do you A, pick up the spoon, or B, go to college? And then you've got and to maybe try... And off. Yeah, exactly. And then maybe you've got to try and think, oh, well, what, will this equal this, this equal that? You say that, but in the film, his foot literally falls off. No, it doesn't. It does. Oh, my God. He's a time travel film, so he he works out how to time travel. And he keeps going back. He keeps going back (laughs) to work out... To, to try and make his life... Because he had a really poor childhood. Right. He goes back in time to try and change things. And he thinks, okay, it's great. Then he comes back to the, to the normal time and he's messed it up. Then he goes back again and then he tries to fix the thing that he broke. Then he goes back. And there's a bit where he, he wakes up, he's got no legs. Oh, yes, you're really? right. Yeah, you are right, actually. Do you know what? Can I just point out, this film is a little bit trashy. Like, it's a bit sci-fi. But it is actually really good. And there was a second one, didn't quite work out. But I think that would make a good board game. Yeah. You know, decision-making, morals... I want to make fun of that. you, but that's actually really good. It's a good idea. Game. I'm oh going to try God. and... Uh, Should I copy? Copyright, copyright, quick. So, oh, I used to do that with my brother. I used to do trademark. Trademark, uh, don't any of you dare, or any games companies listening. Infinity plus one, I always should say Infinity plus one. Infinity plus one. <laughs> yeah, because the film company will, will yeah, they'll, they'll respect that. They'll say, oh, we, we will make a board game out of it, but Jess has already got dibs. In what would face. you do, Jess? What would you do if you're having your tea on your lap one night at home and Dragon's Den comes on, and it's me and Brian pitching our idea of the butterfly effect board game, and Deborah Meaden backs us with 250 big ones. Imagine that. Oh, my God. I would get in my car and do things to you that is not legal to say on this podcast. Not in that way. Do not raise your eyebrows. It will be horrendous. I've got an idea for a board game, right? Based on a TV show. I, I love Casualty, the TV show. Yeah, any, yeah, yeah. Any listeners outside of the United Kingdom listening to this? Casualty is a British drama that's been going on for donkey's years, and it's about a hospital. And what happens in the program is the first 10, 15 minutes, there's a load of people just in the UK doing stuff, and they're all about to have an accident. And you've normally got to try and work out what their accident is going to be. <laughs> oh, yeah, because they're like walking down the street and you're like, oh, hit oh, by a car or stabbed. By a car. Or, or there's a fella up a stepladder trying to put a carrier bag <laughs> over a hotel room smoke detector because he's going to try and have a sneaky cigarette. And I just think there must be something about an, an accident-based board game. Who can have the best accident? Who can have the most... So you'd get like interesting you'd get, accident. You would get a set of cards, and you get maybe five things. You get like a stepladder, crowbar, yeah. yes, yeah, uh, combine them, elect- uh, a plug, and near a, uh, a toaster in a bath. Yeah, all those sorts Dog. of things, and then you've got to make the accident with that. That's brilliant. This is I it. like that. That's yeah, good. I That's quite. Really good. Do you know when you were starting? You go, has anyone seen Casualty? I felt like it's Operation Bush. Why are you even saying it? The That's game's called point. Operation. <laughs> I remember. Yes, <laughs> Ben's been in touch on Twitter. Actually, he's got a suggestion for a TV show that could make a great film. Yeah, go on. I'd love a board game version of Ross Kemp on gangs. Combination of risk, monopoly and top trumps with the added risk of getting your head blown off. 
it could work. Love sense. it. I'd love that. Love uh, it, love Ross, it. Just Ross Kemp's cheeky little face on the front cover, that would be amazing. Mm. Any other, if you want to get in touch with us, by the way, we'd love to hear from you. Uh, Instagram, it's at Board Game Thing. Okay, this one's from Lee Darby. Big Lebowski, a quest for your rug while downing white Russians. Instead of dice, there's a mini bowling lane. Guys, sorry, not seen it. Sorry, Jeez, that makes no sense movie. to me. We're going to need to start a little word document of stuff. That, Things that Jess hasn't seen. Yeah, Jess hasn't seen. I've only d- seen doc. like mushy indie rom-coms. Did you go to university at all, Jess? Yeah, but I was out partying, not yeah. watching films, Brian. Yeah, no, oh, university is about staying in your room and watching movies. <laughs> uh, no, it's about going out and having fun and partying. It's about going out with, with your mates when you're 12 don't go back to Chris Brown you and Chris had a great day out it's a brilliant day out and Chris would have really appreciated someone that someone spat on my back mate what a terrible Aww. way to end the evening as well uh, James says scum the board game uh, loser uh, obviously ends up being taken into the greenhouse <laughs> again you haven't seen scum have you so I mean, not explaining best, this best not explaining what I mean it doesn't sound great and then you have one chance to roll double six if you do Ray Winston comes in with his sock full of super balls <laughs> And saves your dignity. I mean, that, yeah. I Let's mean, wrap that right yeah, up yeah, straight away. Should we try and control Jess's life via the power of dice? Oh, no. Why not? If you remember last week, uh, we got you to roll a single six-sided dice and we chose for you how to respond to your potential housemate about the tut that he was picking to decorate the house that you guys are about to move into. Yeah. Uh, and you left him quite an awful voice note about him. Yeah, um, I didn't actually get much of a response. I just got the um, middle finger emoji. <sighs> and now, and now because of you two, right, he now thinks it's funny and is sending me stuff round the clock. So actually, you guys haven't helped me in any way. Didn't actually help in any way, shape or form. Well, listen, sometimes, it's like the dice. Sometimes it's going to roll roll the right way. Sometimes it's going to roll the wrong way. Jess, once again, are you willing to place the... the the path and direction, many ways like the butterfly effect that you were talking about earlier yeah. on, in the uh, the chance of a dice roll. Of course I am. Actually, this one. This one might seem a little bit mundane, but I think there's a lot to it. So my friend was meant to get married this year, um, and obviously because of coronavirus she didn't, so she rescheduled her wedding for next year. Right. Um, I'm just an evening guest, which is fine Ooh. by me. Oh, no, pro- All right, I knew, I, I knew like you were going to... I like yeah. this already. I, I like you were, it. I knew That's you a were slight, gonna... isn't it? That's I'm... a slight. How, just, just, just. I need some more details. How long have you known her? Um, so she's kind of like a university friend, um, but we're not like bezies. I am not fine. Anymore. I am. Fi- I am fine with going to the evening. Do so. Both of you, stop but now. You, you, you are. Uh, you prepared to admit that there are clearly tiers of friends here, and I don't mean tier. Well, yeah, it's probably yeah. is tier, tier, tier three, tier, tier three, four. something like that. Yeah. Do you know what? I'm happy to be tier three. That is absolutely okay. fine. No, no, by no as long as you're happy, that's yeah, yeah, fine. fine. I'm just I'm fine. worried about you. I mean, you. okay, I'm not. I'm not gonna. Lie. It, it did hurt a bit when I got the invite. <laughs> there we go. But there I've managed to get over it. It's gonna be fine, right? So. I've been invited to the evening do, and um, her and her partner have like a gift registry, right? Yeah. And they've sent it to me. Even though you're only going in the evening? They've sent me the gift registry with all like these expensive things, all these things for the kitchen and that, and a honeymoon fund. Oh, my word. And I'm just a bit like, hold on a minute. I, why should I buy you something off the gift registry? When I'm only coming to the evening do. Obviously, by the way, just as a note, I'm not tight. I will get them a card and yeah. a little voucher or maybe oh, a sorry, little... sorry, you're not, not tight. Can I just cast your mind back to who we went to drafts on um, uh, the other night? And oh, no. uh, 
Turns out somebody didn't pay for one or two of their drinks. Oh, yeah, that little number. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, yeah. I totally liked it. I didn't have my glasses on, so I couldn't yeah. see Sorry, the bill. Oh, just, yeah, but you're not tight. Okay, fine. Yeah, yeah. And there was, there was a couple of things, um, and we just want to mention this to drafts now, that obviously uh, quite a bit of cutlery went missing as well, which yeah. will return. Yeah, yeah. Well, we had a little chat It was a bit Jess. embarrassing when you got the calculator out. But anyway, yeah, yeah, let's it's fine, fine, get back fine. to the issue at hand. Right, so I'm thinking... Do I get them something from their registry or am I just like, do I stand in solidarity and go, no, I'm not there for the whole day and just get them a nice card and like a little whatever you get, like a little wedding present, you know what I mean? Where is the gift registry? It's kind of like all over. It's like when they've put together themselves and gone, oh, you, you, we wouldn't mind this, wouldn't mind that. And then there's like a honeymoon fund as well. That, well, that's the one that what gets me the most. It's like chipping in for someone's like... Uh... Doing a bank transfer towards yeah. something. Do you know what I mean? Oh. You're already going to the going to the wedding, so let's decide it by a dice. Okay, here are the options today, Jess. If we roll a one or a two, it's you find the cheapest item on the wedding list. Oh yeah, into that. that like spatula or something. Yeah, you got to get in there early though with that because often people get in there early to get the cheap stuff, and then you're left with like the chandelier <laughs> or whatever. Three to four. Put a pound in the honeymoon uh, fund. <laughs> one pound. I am not doing that. Just, one pound your, standing one pound, order. One pound. That'd be great. EJ, I'm a not pound. Doing that. That's an insult. It is. It's a slight. It's a slight. She insulted you. Yeah, I she, know. You didn't start this, but you're going to finish it. Damn okay. Right. Four to five. Yeah. <laughs> Go to the daytime wedding anyway. Just brazen it out. <laughs> just brazen turn it out. <laughs> Sit in the front row. Start taking pictures. Do that bit. Do that bit where they're all sat down, but just go up to the bar and then just keep the, get the barman just keep filling you up and then hit me. Also, also do that thing where you're not the unofficial. Uh, you're not the official uh, wedding videographer. Oh, right, yeah. just just standing near the altar and just videoing it. There's always that. Kiss her again. Kiss her again. There's always that one relative who does that. Anyway, okay. Uh, and number six. This is the nuclear option. Nuclear right? option. Nuclear oh, option. I can't have a six again. Honestly, I it's just know, not I know, fair. I know. So uh, you fake essentially fake a wedding. Right, so you make out that you've met a guy, you've had a whirlwind romance, you're going to get married, right? And then you send her and her alone an invitation to the evening do, right? Yeah. Which is a pub somewhere in London, right? Yeah. A, a date two months from Maybe now. make up a wedding list and stuff as well. Maybe make up a wedding, wedding list, list yeah. yeah. Invite her, right? See if she RSVPs. Hopefully she will. Then you just go to the pub that night on your own and you confront her about it all. Right. Oh, Do fantastic. you know what? The level of pettiness in that, I'm actually kind of into it. It's high uh, level pettiness. I mean, the friendship's gone after that point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. and I do actually quite like this girl. I'm not naming her for a reason because it does... I do really like yeah. her. We really get on. Just roll oh. the dice. Are you ready? Three, two, one. It's a five. It's a five. Oh, you've got to go to the daytime wedding. Brazen it out. Oh, <laughs> yes. yeah. Do you know what? I'm actually well up for that. I'm going to stand at the back, and then when they go, when the guy goes, the officiant or whatever, he goes, it, does anybody know any reason why these two shouldn't be wed? I'm going to be like half a bottle of wine deep, like, yeah. Yes. I do, actually. Have you ever seen the movie The Graduate, just to bring it back to movies? Oh, yeah, oh, I've um, never seen it. Me, Mrs. Films? Robinson, that one. That's the one, yeah. I've seen it. It's good, yeah. That's you, absolutely three oh, yeah. sheets to the wind, hammering on the window at the end of the wedding. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Also, when they're marching out at the end, stand right near them and just do a slow clap. <laughs> well done. Well done. I hope you're happy. You know, I'm into it, into it. Well, you're going to have to wait a little while for this. Um, actually, I think the podcast series will be over by the time I do that. So. What, do you know something we don't, Jess? Yeah, what are you trying to say? Yeah, what are you oh, trying to say? Oh, have you not... No, did no. you not get the... No. You did... 
Okay. Well, well cheers. Anyway, we'll, we'll, we'll chat after. We'll chat after. We'll chat after. I feel like we've we've ended uh, this week on a slightly uh, slightly menacing and uncertain note, but that's fine. Have a little look on Zatu's website, zatu.co.uk. Uh, a lot of the games we've been talking about on this episode are on there. If you want to try them out, movie board games, that kind of thing, it's a brilliant thing. Uh, and as ever during the week, we love hearing from you guys. This is a proper approachable uh, podcast, so all you got to do is get in touch via our Instagram, which is at board game thing uh, don't getting, YouTube getting better, getting better. YouTube put me under such pressure you literally they literally stare at me and point at me and I'm like ah. this has been episode 2 of Bush's board game thing I'm Andy Bush we've got Jess over there Brian over there thank you very much we'll see you in the next one bye ta